Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast. Welcome to Episode 7. We are your hosts, Brian. And Ryan. And for those of you returning, welcome back. And we're not going to waste any time, and we're hopping in right into the NFL news from last week. And we have a lot to talk about. We're going to start with uh, Derrick Henry's injury. He has a foot injury. They're saying six to ten weeks he might be out. Do you think he'll come back? No, and I don't think he should. I feel Titans will start to go downhill crazy fast now since they don't have the best running back in the league stat-wise. But, I mean, the Titans are going to take a huge hit. And here's the thing. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, extremely injury-prone. So, I didn't think it was going to last long, their run. So, they are on the downhill now, and it's not going to go back up till next season. Yeah, and with the Jags and the Texans, they're already out of, like, playoff contention. But the Colts are 4-5. and five. They're looking like a better football team every week. So, the Colts may jump the Titans for that one spot in the AFC South. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they do. They're a fun team to watch, and the Titans just – I don't see them going anywhere in the playoffs like they never do every single year. So I think it's a bust of a season now that Derrick Henry is out. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Derrick Henry was putting up numbers, but like we said, that was due to carries. Um, Who do you think will end up leading the league in rushing yards with Derrick Henry? So, you know, here's the thing. I want to say Jonathan Taylor. And here's the thing. If if they didn't have the stupid idea of making it a running back committee at the beginning of the season, which took at least five games away from Jonathan Taylor as the number one running back on that team, I don't know what his stats would be right now. But he he I wouldn't be surprised if he was already past what Derrick Henry was. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the number one running back in the league when Derrick Henry was healthy. Yeah, I think – Right now, there's already a big enough gap because Nick Chubb's been hurt, Mixon got hurt, Zeke got hurt, and now Henry's hurt. So Taylor could just run away with the race of leading the league in rushing yards. Uh, But we could also see, I mean, Mark Ingram, 615 yards. He's third in the league right now. Do I think he reaches number one? Probably not. But I think it could be down between Mixon, Chubb, and Jonathan Taylor if Henry doesn't return. Yeah, and Chubb has a chance to take it now that Kareem Hunt's out a couple more weeks. But I do think it'll be Jonathan Taylor that has the number one running spot in the league by the end of the season. Yeah, and I'm really liking, like you said, they're finally using Jonathan Taylor, and they're winning games because of it. And he's a good running back, so they might as well use him. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to another injury, one that made people – Shed a tear. Jameis Winston. I personally am very sad about this. Jameis Winston was having a good season. The Saints were staying in playoff contention. They're 5-2 and two right now in the same division as the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Uh, that kind of hurts because I know a lot of people wanted to see him succeed after all he did was and for him to get hurt like that just kind of sucks. 
Yeah, he was. It was the underdog player on the underdog team. After losing Drew Brees and Michael Thomas not playing because of injuries, no one thought that they'd have the record they have today. No one thought that they'd beat the Bucks. But Jameis Winston is a huge part of that. And now that he's out, I mean, Taysom Hill's fighting injuries too. So that team goes downhill too. Yeah, and looking at his stats right here, he had 14 touchdowns and three interceptions on the year. So that's pretty good stats for a quarterback who everybody said was the worst quarterback in the league a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely was showing um, proving the haters wrong, but can't do that anymore with his injuries. So, and the next NFL news is the Von Miller trade, which, as a Broncos fan, this was very sad. He was one of the last remaining members of the Super Bowl team, and. I thought we were going to see him retire as a Bronco. He probably still will, but he got traded to the Rams, and I think it makes them – they were already a Super Bowl contender. I think this wins them the Super Bowl. Von Miller, I mean, the Rams are being the only smart team right now. Offseason got Stafford, got a late in his career franchise QB, and then – Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, that's not enough, I guess. I mean, they go out and get Von Miller. I understand he's not the youngest, but he's he's a solid vet to have on the team, and he's still talented on the defensive end. So, I mean, I think the Rams are locked in to make the Super Bowl this year because of the Von Miller trade. I feel like an opposing quarterback is going to crap his pants when he sees Aaron Donald and Von Miller lined up opposite of him. If I was going up against Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, man, I would probably fake an injury just like Paul Pierce did. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, how, that's what I would do. It's, it's something scary to go against. It really is. But let's move on from that. Let's move to another injury that we we probably all saw coming. I mean, Michael Thomas, I never really thought he was going to play at all this year just because injuries and because he's also a toxic um, player in the locker room too. So what do you think? Uh, personally, I stacked him and saved him on my fantasy teams. He said he six, and then week seven came, and he wasn't off the IR. Um, and then the news came out that he suffered an injury setback. So I think he something that to look at for him to get traded in the offseason possibly because the trade deadline passed and he was supposedly injured. Um, I think – I really don't think he's hurt. I think he might just be sitting out the rest of the season. Yeah, I think he's just – I don't think he wants to play for the Saints anymore now that Drew Brees is retired. So, I do see them trading him in the offseason. Yeah. And now moving on to the serious topic of last week's news. Henry Ruggs was in a car crash, and he killed a woman and her dog, and he is being sentenced to jail Uh Young kid, young wide receiver, good wide receiver. And to ruin your NFL career, 
because you're drunk driving just isn't really something you want to see. Yeah, I know. 22, solid receiver on a solid team. And then he he acts like a complete idiot. There's nothing else to really be said. He doesn't deserve to play a game ever again in the NFL. Um, I'm glad the Raiders caught him right away. Uh, but he's a joke. And I want to say the fact that Derek Carr was only being nice to him, I think that's pathetic. I think Derek Carr is is pathetic. And I'm not a fan of him anymore, to be honest now. Saying that he, he'll still be there for Henry Ruggs after what Henry Ruggs did, I think that's something not to be happy about if you're not just a Raiders fan, but just just a person in general. Yeah, and then there's the irony of Henry Ruggs' best friend was killed in a car crash, and for him to still go out and do this, it's got to be something like that you – that I don't know if he was thinking about while he did this. So. Yeah, but it's – it's he's he's a joke at this point. He's got nothing, which is good. He doesn't deserve anything anymore. Now let's move off of that news and let's move to the Odell Beckham Jr. drama, the Odell Beckham Sr. drama. This is uh this is a lot. Um what? The Odell stuff. I mean we kind of expected something, but we didn't expect his dad to be posting on Instagram. Like that's a little dramatic. Well, let me tell you this. His dad, I mean, I mean, he was just doing what I, I don't even know. To be honest, it was I think he really hurt Odell in the situation. And that caused Kevin Stefanski to kick him out of practice two days in a row. I think it's it's not just Odell's father's fault. It's it's his it's Odell's father's fault. It's. Baker's wife's fault. It's the whole NFL Browns fan base. I feel the fans really escalated things extremely fast after a couple losses that should have been wins, a couple times that Baker didn't get Odell the ball, which there were reasons. Either Odell was getting pressured, he had someone else open. I mean, and he's also QB. People people miss receivers every once in a while. There's nothing you can do there. Yeah, and I think, yeah, like you said, the media and, like, the fan base really just fueled this and kept adding fire because even in the offseason, people were like, oh, they need to trade Odell, like, Baker plays better. Statistically, Baker does play better, but Baker and Odell also talked about this, and they said they hang out, they train together, they drill together, they play Xbox together. Like, they don't hate each other. It's just the fans were making it out to Odell hates everybody on the team and then ultimately that's what it came out to be was everybody's like against Odell and it's tearing the Browns fan base apart when really we just need to focus on winning games like yeah I mean it it, it is now the Baker fan base against the Odell fan base and obviously a, a QB is going to win this battle a QB has to win this battle because you'd rather have a QB than a receiver. That That's just obvious. But the fans are really ruining this season, I would say. 
they they just don't think. They have a hard time thinking. And not all fans, because obviously there's some fans that actually have an idea of what's going on and an idea of that teams lose and teams win, and you have to just – you can't just start blaming people, start blaming players after a loss or two. Yeah, and I think a little too early for the Browns fan base to start flipping out. We're sitting at 4-4, four and four, which isn't a bad record right now. Like we said, the Colts are 4-5. and five. Uh, The Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four. The Chargers are 4-3. and three. The Patriots are 4-4. Four and four. We're in the same level as like everybody else in the AFC right now. And I think we have some easy guys to play, but we also have some hard guys to play. And once we get some guys back from injury, I think we become a better team. We're missing Kareem. We're missing JOK. Uh, DPJ is supposed to come back this week, so I think that'll help. And I think they're just going to put the people hopefully make a run. Yeah, I mean, right when the season started, injuries started hurting us right away. And at that point, things just started going downhill even faster and faster. And some of these games were close, and some of the games we should have won. But after each loss, someone would blame a player, and it would just keep on going. It would just keep escalating to get bigger and bigger. And that is how we got to this, of us just cutting Odell and hoping that the problem just goes away, which I don't know if it will because after Odell was cut, all these Browns players, Miles Garrett, uh, Anthony Schwartz, I mean, they all looked up to him. He was their friend inside and outside the locker room. Yeah, so now what team do you think either picks up Odell on the waiver wire or signs him as a free agent if he clears waivers? So there's a, there's a couple teams. Saints or Raiders are the main two that everybody's talking about. Yeah, obviously. Raiders makes sense because Henry Ruggs doesn't play anymore. Saints makes sense because Michael Thomas won't play anymore for them. Um, Then there's teams like the Lions – and there's a team like the Bucks or the Patriots. I don't hate him going to the Patriots, I'll tell you that. But here's the thing. If all this drama was Odell, the team that signs him has to be prepared for that. They have to when he comes to the team, they have to make him their number one receiver and they have to the whoever the QB is has to target him. More than half the time. That's how it has to be. Because when he was on the Giants, he was pretty much their only receiver. So whatever QB ends up having him has to have him as pretty much their only QB 90% of the time. That's how it has to be. For him to like where he is and for him to be be a solid teammate and for there to be no drama, that's how it has to be. Yeah, and you said the Patriots actually had like a history of this. Uh, they got Randy Moss, they got Josh Gordon, and they got Antonio Brown. So they're used to picking up receivers who kind of have, you know, caused a lot of drama and kind of have been like in and out of the league, but they're always good when they go to the Patriots. And I think that's possibly a good spot for him because the Patriots need receivers and pairing him with a talent like Mac Jones might be good. And then the other thing you mentioned was the Lions. I don't believe 
he should go to the Lions or the Lions should pick him because, like you said, it's possible he's toxic. We don't know for sure, but you don't want to bring that into the Lions when they're already 0-7, 0-8. You don't want to make it worse. Well, here's the thing with the Lions. If – I mean – they can't get any worse at this point. But if they pick up Odell, the fans will start to get their hopes up. And then right when Odell comes and Jared Goff doesn't throw him the ball and they run it more with Swift, things are just going to go downhill even more for the Lions than they already are. So I don't think the Lions should go after him at all. And that wraps up the NFL news for last couple days. Uh, there was a lot to go through, so... I think we covered mostly everything. Uh, our next thing is obviously the NFL awards for last week. And we're going to start off with offensive player of the week. And there's an obvious choice and Ryan picked it. So I'll let Ryan go. Mike White. First off, the, the Jets may, may, may have something going for him now that they took Zach Wilson out. And Zach Wilson did go down with injury, but – for this next week, he he won't be playing. But here's the thing. Zach Wilson was a huge bust. The Jets messed up out of that stacked QB class. They messed up. They took Zach Wilson. I didn't think they should have. I thought they should have went with Justin Fields or Mac Jones. But they didn't. And now they are a step behind again. So Zach Wilson isn't the answer. But the Jets are trying their best to make him the answer. I can see them sitting him multiple games just so he doesn't get injured, just so he doesn't turn into Johnny Manziel and hate NFL and want to quit, but so that next year they can get him more weapons, better protection. So I can see the Jets trying to be smart with this and trying to make him their franchise QB. But Mike White, Offensive Player of the Week, 37 catches for 45 attempts, 405 yards, three touchdowns. He beat the Bengals. The Bengals were on fire this whole season so far, and he beat them 34 to 31 win. Comes into comes into start a game on the worst team and shows up in a win. Yeah, I think that really shocked everybody. And uh, he even got his jersey and the ball placed in the Hall of Fame because Had the most passing yards in a day, his first ever start, and 405. Oh, shoot. Nice. Uh oh. And 405. My offensive player of the week was back to back weeks, Cooper Cup. He's on a tear right now. Seven catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. He's staying leading. Yards with 924 and stayed leading the league with touchdowns with 10. And the Rams are looking like a Super Bowl contender, as we discussed earlier. And Cup is probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. Oh, yeah, he is no doubt. Cooper Cup MVP season, maybe. I mean, he's almost at a thousand yards already, and we're just getting to halfway through the season. So, I mean, he's Stafford's go to guy. We've been saying it. And he is a huge part to why the Rams will win the Super Bowl this year. And our next award is Defensive Player of the Week. And my guy is a guy we've talked about a lot on this podcast, 
rookie, emphasize on the rookie part, Micah Parsons, 11 tackles, four tackles for a loss, and he's probably first place right now for defensive rookie of the year. And I just like Micah Parsons. He's tough player, tough guy. And like we said, you can put him at linebacker, you can put him at defensive end, he's going to get tackles. Yeah, really talented, great pickup by the Cowboys. Obviously, he will win defensive rookie of the year. My defensive player of the week, Adrian Phillips. Who do you say that is? He plays for the Patriots. He had one tackle, two assists, and two interceptions against the Chargers offense. Chargers offense is amazing. You can't deny it. And he came in. He played his best. Huge part of the game. And he helped beat the Chargers 27-24. And hopefully it continues. And he he helps fill the role of Stephon Gilmore's defense on this team and can help build that defense back up. Yeah, and I actually I had to look up Adrian Phillips, and that's what I thought. He played for the Chargers from 2014 to 2019. So getting two interceptions against his former team, that's a pretty nice game. And I bet he's real happy that he did it against the Chargers. Yeah, came back and showed him who's boss. Team of the week. Start this one off. For me, it was the Saints. Uh, like we talked about with the uh, injured Jameis Winston, tore his ACL early in the game. And backup former Broncos quarterback Trevor Simeon came in, 159 yards and a touchdown. And then the Saints sealed the game with a pick six with a minute left against Tom Brady. And then they picked him off again. They ended up with two picks, three sacks, and another sack on a fourth down to end the game. And they really stepped up without Jameis Winston. But now the eyes are turned towards, are they going to start Taysom Hill at quarterback or are they going to start Trevor Simeon at quarterback? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Simeon. Um, But, yeah, Saints popped off against the Bucks, and they they made there be a question, is Tom Brady a great QB still? And no, he is a good QB right now, but he has a lot of talent, a lot of talent around him, receiver-wise, tight end-wise, O-line. So, I mean, he, he, he can definitely get the ball going, but without the receivers, the tight ends, the O-line, like I said, he isn't a good QB anymore. So Saints got that easy win. They deserved it. My team of the week, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, no Adams, no Scantling, no Lazard, no problem. That's what everyone was saying. I mean, Rodgers showed he can do anything with absolutely nothing still, still in his career. 184 yards, two touchdowns. A.J. Dillon showed up with – and they gave the Cardinals their first loss of the season. Uh, Rodgers showed the young Kyler Murray who's in charge and that he is the vet and he knows how to win games. So I, I thought it was an amazing win. It was definitely a win that showed a healthy Packers team can be very scary in the playoffs. Again, they're scary in the playoffs every single year, but this year can be can be a special year for them. They have some opponents like the Rams and the Bucks, but 
I think the Packers, if the Rams don't win it, I'm saying the Packers win it. That's that's the order of the Super Bowl, I'm going to say. And that actually leads me into my Game of the Week award, uh, Packers-Cardinals Thursday Night Football. But like you said, it was kind of killed due to Adams and the other wide receivers uh, getting corona. And Kyler, who was supposed to be MVP, played badly, 274 yards and two interceptions. The second interception came on the last play of the game. I I, I want to say it was miscommunication because A.J. Green stopped running and it was like his controller disconnected on Xbox. And Rasuel Douglas, who played for West Virginia, um, picked it off, sealed the game. Fun fact, he was actually cut by the Cardinals, I think, um, earlier in the season. So that was, once again, like a revenge game, like we were talking about earlier. So... But it was a pretty bad way for the Cardinals to lose. Yeah, karma comes back at them. Nothing better to say. My game of the week, Bucks at the Saints. I already was saying Tom Brady is a clown this year pretty much. The Bucks are now on the low, and the Saints were so close to being on the high after this game until injuries struck. Great game before the injuries happened. Brady threw 75 yards. Winston goes down early, but CMN comes in and takes over. And that's how the Saints took down the Bucks, 36-27. to 27. Great defense for the Saints. Uh, can't say the same for the Bucks, really, but Saints deserve the win, like I said before. And our next award is the Underrated Player of the Week. And underrated player, Elijah Mitchell, 49ers running back, 137 yards and a touchdown. He's on a couple of my fantasy teams, and he's a nice running back, too, or a flex. But coming in, uh, Raheem Mostert got hurt, and we thought Trey Sermon would have a chance at that running back spot. But Elijah Mitchell is playing pretty good, and they're establishing a run game again like they did when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it started with Mostert, and then everybody thought Trey Sermon would come in and start popping off, but then – Nobody, Elijah Mitchell, just comes in and shows them who the running back one is on that team. But my underrated player of the week, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you got to feel bad for him at this point in his career. He's he's fighting every single game, fighting with so many injuries, but he's still playing his best every single game on a team that's not going to win anything, on a team that just traded Von Miller for two picks, showing that they're in the rebuilding process and they're trying to get back up. So Bridgewater is just their QB for now until they can get someone to replace him. So I feel bad for him, but he was the underrated player, 213 yards and the touchdown against the Washington football team. So he popped off this game, but, I mean, he's doing everything he can and it's it won't be enough by the end of the season. Yeah, do you think the Broncos move on from him? After this season? I mean, they have to at that point. You have you have talent on both ends. I mean, now that you traded Von Miller, defense goes down a little bit, but you still have some talent on the, the on the defensive end and offensive end you have Judy, um Sutton, uh Fant. So they they have to get them a young QB that they can build a bunch of chemistry with for the next couple of years. Teddy Bridgewater isn't that guy. Bridgewater is a solid QB, but he's just not that guy that 
you can say he's your franchise QB at this point in his career. And our final award is the Rookie of the Week. And even though he lost, Justin Fields had a, I'll say, decent game because these stats aren't really amazing. But 175 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception against the pretty loaded 49ers defense. Oh, and he had 103 rushing yards on 10 carries for a touchdown, uh, which is pretty impressive for a quarterback. And on top of that, the Bears' rookie running back, Khalil Herbert, added on another 72 yards rushing after his performance last week. And they're kind of establishing uh, Fields and Herbert, and hopefully they start bringing in either Allen Robinson or maybe Darnell Mooney, but they don't really seem to be passing too much. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Allen Robinson doesn't want to be on the Bears. They should have traded him. But, I mean, well, let's let's just get to my rookie of the week. My rookie of the week, Zach Wilson. Wait, no, he didn't play. He is a joke. So, all seriousness, just feels rookie of the week. I couldn't go with anyone else this week. He just he he did the best. Even though they lost, he did the best. But against the Niners defense, and he even broke some ta- some tackles. So solid game, and it's a good start for his career for being on the Chicago Bears. You do not want to be on the Chicago's Chicago Bears, but he's on that team. And he is finally improving. It's hard to improve on that team, but he's finally improving. But, I mean, like you were saying, hopefully they could bring in Darnell Mooney and get him to do something and build chemistry between the two young guys. But I don't think Allen Robinson won't do anything anymore. He'll be gone this offseason. And Khalil Herbert's young, and Montgomery's coming back from IR. So that's good. At least they'll get some running back stuff going on with them. And now we're moving into the week nine predictions and we're recording this on Friday. So the Thursday night game already happened, but we both picked the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Jets and it ended up being a lot closer. Uh, Colts scored 45, but then the Jets scored 30. I turned off the TV, uh, I think in the third quarter and I walked by another TV and I saw that they put up 30 points and I was kind of shocked that the Jets did that. Uh, so quickly. Um, but yeah, we both picked the Colts and the Colts won. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Colts defense is solid. They're, they're a good defense. And that's where I'm a little confused because they let the Jets score 30 on them without their starting um, starting QB and an extremely struggling offense. So I don't think that's a good sign for the Colts. I think they have to do something about that defensively. But it was obviously the Colts were going to win, and the Colts' offense carried the defense this game. And Taylor popped off, Wentz popped off, and, I mean, you have some talent. So hopefully they can go far this year. Let's move on to Broncos versus the Cowboys. Cowboys. I mean, it's it's easy. Yeah, the Broncos are way too uh, battered up right now. Not really doing too good, as you talked about with Bridgewater. So I think 
Dak Prescott keeps playing good, and the Cowboys win this one. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, Browns versus the Bengals. We're going to say Browns pretty much every week, but this week the Browns will win. And I say that with all the positivity on the planet. I mean, Bengals were on fire. Jets just beat them. Browns just went through a whole bunch of drama. They have to end that drama right now, this game, this week, and they have to win and start getting back into the playoffs predictions. So I say the Browns win this game. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think I think cutting Odell not only motivates them, but it also lifts like everything off of them, and it allows them to play as they played last season. And Baker had a 20-to-1 touchdown interception ratio without Odell last year. And I feel like it's possible we see Baker do that again, maybe slightly less because of his shoulder injury. But I think we're going to see, as I said earlier, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think last year his breakout game, Bengals, two touchdowns with the game-winning touchdown. I think we see that again. Yeah, and – after cutting Odell, I think as strange as this, as strange as it sounds, I think it is bringing the Browns players together more, and I think it's making them want to win even more than they already did. Yeah. Let's move on. Falcons versus the Saints. Saints, even with no Winston, you have to say Saints. Yeah, I'm saying Saints because, as we already know, the Falcons aren't that good of a team. And I actually have faith in Trevor Simeon, if that's who they go with. Um, The Saints are still a talented team, and they still have a good coach, and they're a good organization. I think they're going to pull out the win. Yeah, they have too much talent to lose this game. Bills versus the Jags. I'm going Bills. Don't be delusional again and go with the Jags. Yeah, I'm not that stupid. Uh, The Bills are winning this. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's a shutout or if the Bills put up 50 on the Jags. I'm hoping they do because the Jags are a joke. Next game is Patriots, Panthers, and I'm going Panthers, uh, but because their defense last week was phenomenal. And Stephon Gilmore, first game, he got a pick to save the game. And he's returning to the Patriots. I think this is going to be a good game for him. It'll be a good game for him, but it'll be a better game for the Patriots because they're going to win this game. So I'm going with the Patriots. Raiders versus the Giants. Who do you have? So there's all this drama going on. I think the Raiders are going to go buy it because we saw after the Gruden thing, we thought that the drama would get in their heads, that the drama would make them lose. Then they came out and won, and they won another game. And I think this isn't going to be any different. I think they're going to completely go out there and beat the Giants. See, that's the thing. It's it's drama against injuries, and I'm going injuries, so I'm going Giants. I think the drama is too much for the Raiders to play right now. It's it's going to take some time for them to get back together and get things rolling again, but this game, the Giants will win. 
Texans versus the Dolphins. See, I was going to say Texans as a joke, but I, I can't because the Dolphins are a joke too. I'm going Dolphins in this win, but it'll be close. It, it's not going to be a blowout. They'll win by no more than a touchdown because both teams are awful. There's nothing else to be said. Yeah, I think the Dolphins just get this because they're the better team, the better of two worst teams. Uh, Texans aren't going to win, obviously, and the Dolphins look like crap. So just take the Dolphins by default. And the next game is Vikings-Ravens. And Ravens, I think, are going to win. Yeah, yeah. Vikings are – Vikings defense is struggling. Uh, Running back core is injury-prone, so Ravens will win this. Unfortunately, Ravens will win this. Chargers and the Eagles. I wanted to say Eagles, but I see the Chargers winning this by a lot more than you would think. I don't know. They they've been on they've been on a roller coaster so far this season. They're up and down, up and down. So this game, I think they go way up against the Eagles. Yeah, I think the Chargers win this game. I'm picking the Chargers. But let's talk about last week. The Eagles put up 44 points on the Lions, and Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown. So I don't know what that was all about. But Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the Lions. I get that. But it, it was supposed to be a close game, and people thought that would be the Lions' first win. I stuck with the Eagles, but I think – I mean – it, it was pretty crazy. I think it showed the amount of talent the Eagles have altogether. Not one person came in and did did it all by themselves. I mean, it was a mixture throughout the whole offense. And the next game is Cardinals versus 49ers. And I think the Cardinals bounced back from whatever happened last week. And they beat the 49ers and just continue. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the 49ers. I mean... Cardinals will win this game. Packers versus the Chiefs. Packers will win this. I think Jordan Love comes in and pops off against the Chiefs' pathetic defense, and the Chiefs choke yet again. Yeah, I don't like how everybody's giving the Chiefs this win. It's not going to be easy for the Chiefs. Uh, everybody seems to forget the Packers still have Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. And even Jordan Love. Jordan Love is not a bad quarterback. We just haven't seen enough of him yet. And with Patrick Mahomes throwing all these interceptions this year, I think he throws maybe two or three against the Packers. Well, I think what really will hurt the Packers is the fact that Aaron Rodgers won't be on the sidelines coaching up Jordan Love. Because when you have the starting QB coaching up a young guy that is your backup I mean, you, you, they hype him up. They hype him up. But with him not there, I think that puts a lot, of more, a lot more pressure on Devontae Adams and the rest of the team to hype up and coach up Jordan Love, and which, which I think they will. And I think that's going to be a big part to why the Packers win this game. And the next game is the Sunday night football game, and it's the Titans versus Rams. 
And as we said earlier, Derrick Henry's ruled out. Uh, the Rams are on a tear. I'm taking the Rams easily. Yeah, I'm taking Rams. I wish that Von Miller's debut with the Rams would have been against a better team, a more fun game to watch. To end it, the Chicago Bears against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You go You go first on this one. This is a shock, but Bears. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's not just that I don't want the Steelers to win because I don't want them to win, but I think the Bears' defense steps up this game. And, I mean, I think the Steelers' defense declines this game. I just think everything's in favor for the Bears for this game, for them to win. So I'm going Bears to win this game too. And that wraps up episode seven. We finished our predictions. And we are now halfway through the NFL season. And we're starting to get a little bit of a hang of the whole podcasting thing. And we're getting some input from people and we're gaining some followers on Twitter. And I know we keep saying we're going to post, but we're going to start posting. And I'm, I'm going to make some graphics and stuff to post. And Ryan, what's the ad of that again? At NNN Sports Pod. And that's all we got to say today. So we will see you next time. Well, actually, we won't be seeing you, but you'll be listening to us next time on Numbers News and Nonsense. <laughs>